you know what was not a smart thing to do was for me prior to starting this podcast to uh, chug a cup of pre-workout, a glass of pre-workout, a scoop of pre-workout, however you want to put it. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. It's currently eight o'clock on a Saturday. That makes me a total and complete loner, considering this is my ginormous plan for the evening. But hello, welcome to quarantine. It's so nice to have you. I kind of feel like I've been having so much anxiety lately, and specifically, I'm having a lot in this moment. I've been feeling very stressed specifically about recording this podcast. I think because in all honesty, I've been thinking about how I want to do this, how I want to summarize this, honestly, for the past 75 freaking days. So I just want to kind of, I don't know, like take a deep breath, like try not to worry about it. I feel like anybody who is listening right now is probably like a close personal friend. And by that, I mean anybody who watches my videos, listen to my podcasts, I consider you a close personal friend. And I kind of feel like this is a no judgment zone. So we're just going to have fun and I'm going to try not to worry about how eloquently I explain everything. Because honestly, there is no compact way to explain how challenging and rewarding and confusing and difficult and joyful and hard the past 75 days have been. I'm already getting ahead of myself and you might not even have any idea what I'm talking about. But there truly is so much to discuss and um, to avoid any more stress, let's just get back into it. If you are a fan of my videos, I sound like I'm trying to pitch myself right now, but if you watch any of my YouTube videos, if you follow me on Instagram, if you have been a friend or a person in my life for the past two and a half months, you might have heard me mention a really strange term, 75 hard. And you've probably heard me say this maybe for the past 75 days, whoop-de-doo. Now you might be just like I was 75 days ago and have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. You might say you're joining a cult, you know, all of the really valid questions. But I pretty much just want to do what I always do and untwist the twisted truth here on Don't Get It Twisted and just give you my honest feedback on what this 75 hard program is. You know me, like I am absolute no bullshit. I always give you my honest thoughts, honest opinions, because also this was my life. This was literally all I thought about, all I did, all that consumed my every thought for the past two and a half months. And truth be told, I really just need to vent it all out because I feel like this is the only place that will probably listen to what I have to say. And then in some ways, I think I might just need to close this chapter of my book as soon as I'm finished recording and uploading my YouTube video on this, because I don't want to be that person that never shuts up about completing some sort of challenge. Nothing is more annoying than that. And I don't want to be that person. But needless to say, I actually stumbled upon 75 hard, probably just around 80 days ago or so. I'm going to speak in literal numbers here because it's kind of the way my mind has been working lately. And I will be the first to say that when I heard everything about this program, I was the biggest skeptic in the room. I was just not a fan of a lot of the things that the program 
as you do. It just sort of felt like an all-in sort of process, and truly it is. But I'll explain why I ended up just kind of going for it. And you know what? If you listen to this and you're just so not into it, then let me just be, you know, your little experiment. Let me be the guinea pig and you can see how this program shaped me. And then afterwards, you can decide for yourself whether or not you'd even want to ever consider doing something like this. I feel like there are some people that will be like, good for you. You did this little thing. Pat me on the back and carry on with their day. There'll probably be a lot of you that will have a lot of questions still, or maybe you're just really interested or you want to try it yourself. Wherever you land on the spectrum, just take it all with a grain of salt. In the end, it's nothing that serious. It's just kind of a fun little thing. And it's cool that we can connect over it, or I can just share a little bit of my life with you all through doing this freaking program. I'm in sort of like a weird feisty mood, so I might be a little bit spicier than usual, but we don't normally get to see that side of Taylor. So you know what? Maybe she'll come out and play. Who knows? If this is something that you are even interested in, in the slightest, please do your own research on your own before you would just dive into this. Do not take what I'm saying for fact. I am just somebody who went and tried this challenge. I am not the creator. I am not certified in any way. I don't think that I would even recommend this challenge to a lot of people, especially because I know I have a lot of young listeners. I want to just be honest with you all. I would not recommend you even try this. I think it could be too much for your body. I don't think it's that smart. And really, it's not that needed. And when you're that young, you know, just just live your life. Just enjoy yourself. And Enjoy your summer, honestly. Enjoy your freaking summer. I just never want to promote something that isn't safe. And I want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. So I will always encourage you to give yourself some more time to think this over, even after listening to this. Research anything that you're not sure about. And please just be smart and be safe. If you are planning on doing this and you've done your research and you're feeling confident and you're feeling ready, then I want you to know that you can absolutely do this. If I can do this, then you can 100% do it. As I've rambled for 80 hours, let me tell you, what the heck is this thing called 75 hard? And why in the world did I want to even do it? 75 hard is essentially this program, this challenge that is 100% free. It's just called a program probably because it's a little bit easier to identify it that way. But it is just basically a template that you follow for your life for 75 days. And it was created by a man named Andy Frisella. And he is kind of the go-to guy if you're looking to do more research on this. Definitely check out his podcast on this. I believe you can just type in 75 hard into your podcast platform, your streaming platform, and his podcast episode should pop up or even just his podcast in general if you type in his name, Andy Frisella. But truly the program was started as a way of refocusing your mentality. It was kind of this idea that Andy had where you would do a few tasks every single day for 75 days. And by the end of this program, you would essentially have won the war with yourself, which is a really cheesy way of saying that (laughs) you will have more willpower over yourself at the end of this program. And I think I remember... (laughs) (laughs) sorry I have the giggles I think it's the pre-workout but 
when I originally heard that this program was, you know, titled Winning the War with Yourself, I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> I don't like it just sort of seemed a little gimmicky. It seemed just a little cheesy to me, just not my cup of tea, not my morning Nespresso. I just wasn't really that into it. And when I hear something like that, I'm just a little bit turned off, if I'm being honest. Thankfully, I read into it a little bit more, but don't be turned off when you hear something as cheesy as, you know, winning the war with yourself. But truly, those words do have a lot of meaning behind them, but I just couldn't help but kind of snicker about it because I'm a a four-year-old, I guess. But truly, the program in its entirety is all about your mental health. It's about gaining this willpower over yourself and not letting circumstances or things in your environment affect you and your strength and your determination in life. And the idea is if you complete all of these tasks every single day for 75 days, that by the end of it, you are going to become so confident in yourself, so mentally strong, so capable of pretty much accomplishing anything that you put your mind to. Now, I think a lot of people get really tripped up with this program because they think it's all about losing weight. They think that the program is maybe based in weight loss. And let me just tell you, if you're thinking about doing this program because you want to lose weight or you're wanting to get in shape or something, I do not recommend you try this program. There are so many different, probably easier ways to lose weight. And truly, that is not the purpose. That is not the focus of this program. And if you're going into it with that mindset, then I truly don't think you will even be successful at completing the program. But the thing about this program is that you'll gain physical benefits. That will definitely come. It will definitely happen. But it's only because they're intertwined with the mental benefits. As I mentioned, there are a few tasks that you have to complete every single day with this program. Andy coins these as the daily rules. I just call them tasks. I don't know. You can call them whatever you like. But the tasks are, and I'll go into each of them in depth, follow a diet, no alcohol or cheat meals for the entirety of the program, drink a gallon of water, two 45-minute workouts per day, take a progress picture of yourself every single day, and to do 10 pages of reading. Now, there's also a little bit of kind of like asterisks that go along with each of those things as well. You basically have until you go to sleep that night to complete all six of your tasks. There's no time limit that you have to complete them in. As long as you do it before you go to bed, you're good to go. At least one of the two 45-minute workouts must be outdoors, which is something I'll definitely get into. (laughs) You are not allowed to read an audiobook. So that does not count as your 10 pages of reading. And Andy also mentions in his podcast that your 10 pages of reading should be nonfiction. And this isn't explicit in the rules, but I'm pretty certain that this is something that should be followed. So we're going to say 10 pages of nonfiction reading. And lastly, and this is one of the most important parts, if not the most important part of the program, if you do not complete every single task every single day, you have to start over from day one. There is no cheating. There is no shortcuts. There is no way around it. And this is actually where probably most people end up falling off the bandwagon because they'll do everything right, but then they'll forget to take a progress picture of themselves. Or maybe they didn't finish their water for the day. That's why this program is so mentally intensive because truly it's not about the little details of each task. It's about setting goals for yourself and completing them every single day without fail. 
promising yourself that you're going to do it and then actually completing it. Now I want to dive into each of those things because there is so much to unpack with each of those six tasks. But I want to tell you why in the heck I even wanted to do this in the first place. I randomly came across a video on my YouTube recommended page that said details about 75 hard or something like that. Or I tried the 75 hard challenge, something like that. And I was like, well, what the heck is that? And I ended up watching this girl's video and she did a beautiful job of explaining everything, probably much better than I've done so far on this podcast. And by the end of it, I was probably so fascinated that I ended up watching maybe 10 more videos because I was just so freaking curious. And I was also really curious about other people's experiences with the program. Like I wondered how person A experienced it versus person B or maybe different genders on how they experience it. And if you are considering this too, I would encourage you to do the same thing. I think there are probably so many different takes on how you can appropriately complete this program without cheating yourself. And it's just interesting to hear people's different perspectives in anything that you do anyways. But also like hear me out here. Don't get this twisted. Yes, I try to say that in every episode now. I was pretty much a hard no. Like even though I was watching all these videos, I was listening to this podcast from Andy. I told myself, absolutely not. Taylor, you are not doing that. That sounds absolutely nuts. I wouldn't do well. I'm going to fail, et cetera, et cetera. I just was like, no, like that sounds weird. That sounds a little bit too intense. Does that even sound healthy? And let me reiterate, I was not a fan of the things that you have to do for this program. And that was probably the biggest thing that kept me from starting the program right away. I wasn't really the biggest fan of restricting yourself or just eliminating quote unquote cheat meals or alcohol. I especially didn't like the idea of working out consistently without any rest days because I have always been the biggest advocate for rest days. Like I have always said, work out for three or four days, give yourself two days in between, or just take time, listen to your body. Like you don't need to work out every single day. I never understood that. I didn't understand people who worked out seven days a week. I didn't think it was healthy for you. I didn't think it was healthy for your body. And truly, I still do have a lot of opinions on the aspects of the program that do highlight those things. But I've also come to understand them in a better light, I would say. But I really sat myself down and I was mulling this program over for, you know, two or three days or so, wondering whether or not it was something that was a smart idea. And I sat myself down and I was like, Taylor, I I was talking in third person, quite obviously. And I said, Taylor, you're not happy. You're not. You are not happy. You are doing fitness challenge after fitness challenge back to back to back. And sometimes it felt like I was doing them and I would just sort of feel very incomplete afterwards. I would do them because it felt like the right thing to do. Or maybe I had a lot of viewers requesting for me to try a challenge and I was just like, yep, I'll go ahead and do it. And I was living my life for other people. I was working out for other people. Like I was literally doing workouts for other people to view them. And something about that just seems a little bit off. Not saying I won't ever share my programs again, but something about motivating myself to do a challenge, not even for me, but just to make a video about it, didn't seem good. That didn't seem healthy. And whether or not I wanted to tell myself this was true or not, I was doing these programs so I could look good for other people. And the whole time I was just flowing through the motions. And I mean, that's my biggest problem. Like if I'm not working out 
for myself. If I'm not doing a workout because it's going to make me feel good, it's going to give me some good endorphins, then I'm never going to see some good results. So something needed to change because shit was just not working for me anymore. I felt like I was doing everything under the sun when truly I just wasn't. And I kind of realized in this little epiphany moment with myself that it was the mental capacity that I was missing. I was not mentally healthy anymore. I was not focusing on the benefits that exercise gives you mentally. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply or even physically beyond the aesthetics, but just literally for your muscles, your blood, your your blood, your, your heart, like your cardiovascular health. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just trying to think how will other people see me and think I look good or not, which is just so dumb too. So here I was like pretty much on the brink of just kind of like, eh, like, is this the right thing for me? I don't really know. I decided to listen to Andy Frisella's podcast episode where he goes in depth on what this challenge is because I figured I was, you know, hearing it from other people who had tried the challenge, but I might as well hear it from the horse's mouth. Is that the phrase? That kind of sounds like it's wrong, but whatever. I needed to hear it from the creator's mouth. How about that? Honestly, <laughs> I I have to tell you that this episode of his podcast which also, mind you, is the only episode I've ever listened to of his podcast, absolutely scared the shit out of me. If you've never followed Andy before, if you've never heard of him, if you've never listened to his podcast before, like I hadn't, the man is just very intense. He's very honest. He's very real. He's just a little bit more forward, I think, which is, I think, probably what works really well for him. Like he's just a no bullshit kind of guy and I'm probably his alter ego when it comes to personality types. So when I'm listening to this episode and he's kind of ranting off on how difficult this program is, um, I kind of just poop my pants on the spot. <laughs> I was scared shitless because he was going on and on about how hard this program is. And he's kind of like self-promoing it, if we're being honest. Like he was doing like a little bit of like a like a challenge, you know? He wants to challenge people to do it and he wants to say that 95% of the people that are listening will try and do this program and they will fail. And he's saying all this stuff and whatnot, probably because he wants you to try the program, but I'm sitting there beyond intimidated. Like not even motivated to prove this guy wrong, but just so intimidated, I felt like I was shaking in my boots. So if you go and listen to Andy's podcast after you're listening to this, don't worry. Don't freak out like I did. It is not that bad of a program. I promise you. But when I was kind of in that limbo mode of debating whether or not to do this, and then I hear from the creator that this program is some real tough shit. I was pretty horrified and I don't really know if it really swung me one way or another. It did provide me a lot of great context and information, but honestly, in the end, I kept thinking and 
clearly I decided to do it or else I wouldn't be ranting about it right now. But the main takeaway that I got from Andy and his podcast is that the challenge is all about your mental health. And the physical factor is almost supplementary because, you know, like I mentioned, the two things, your mental health and your physical health, coincide with one another. But the main focus of 75 Hard is your mentality. And I realized that was exactly what I needed to do. So I kind of just want to go through each of the six tasks that you have to complete for the program every single day because I have a lot of thoughts on them and even just little tips and things that helped me get through thoughts I have about it in retrospect. I haven't even mentioned this, but I'm done with the program now. So whoop de doo (laughs) Drinking a gallon of water per day. So this was actually not that hard of a thing for me to do because prior to starting the program, I had already been drinking a gallon of water a day. But I know for a lot of people that this is not easy. It's not something that they like to do. A lot of people hate water. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I started drinking a gallon of water a day back in February when I did a video about it just kind of spontaneously. And I've ended up drinking a gallon of water ever since. I swear by this and I always talk about it because it's something that I think truly a lot of people should do. Again, it's something that you need to do your research on because it's not safe for a lot of people to drink more than their body would like, especially if you're a lot younger. So please definitely do your research. You do need to keep in mind your hydration levels and making sure that you're not drinking too much water at once. Um, Definitely do not have more than 32 ounces per hour. But really, you should just space out your water as if you would drink your normal amount of water every single day throughout the day. But I promise, even if it kind of freaks you out and it sounds like so much freaking water, it's definitely doable. The biggest tip I have is to just make it extremely easy for yourself. I use a half gallon water bottle because I think it's really easy to carry around and I never forget how much water I've drank in. I fill it up twice. It's very mindless. I don't really have to think about it. And I think it makes it a lot simpler to complete the tasks every single day. I know some people will even use an entire gallon as their water bottle because they just do not want to forget. They don't want to cheat themselves. They don't want to lose track. And I feel like the more that you can set yourself up for success with all of these tasks, the more you will be successful in the end. And that's something I will continually repeat throughout this because it is what is going to help you get through the whole program. And I also think that's really important when it comes to all of the little details. Don't let yourself get tripped up with any of these tasks about the small little things that honestly don't matter. Like if you want to put lemon in your water bottle, put lemon in it. Who cares? You know, like don't overthink it. Like just have fun with this program. Be smart, obviously, but recognize how these tasks are so much more than the little details that are stopping you along the way. And honestly, that's probably the point because One of the biggest reasons I started this program was because I would trick my mind into thinking I didn't have to do something because I would give myself X, Y, and Z excuses that were completely irrational and I would make them up on the spot. The whole point of this program is to get past that mindset, is to get past that point of just putting stupid excuses in front of you. What is that one really cool quote? Get out of your own way, you know, like move out of your own way so you can be successful. Don't let your mind come up with silly excuses so you don't reach the goals that previous Taylor had set for future Taylor. 
So if you need to put that dang lemon in your water, do it. And it doesn't mean you can't have your coffee. It doesn't mean you can't have your juice. Drink whatever the heck you want. Just also drink a gallon of water. Don't overcomplicate it. Next up is the no alcohol. Now, honestly, this might not apply to everybody if you're not over 21 or 18, 19, wherever the heck you are in the world. But this for me was only kind of difficult because of summertime and because of quarantine. I feel like I have more interest to drink overall just during the summertime in general because I want to have like a nice, refreshing, cold beer. (laughs) I'm stuck in quarantine for six months and I want to have a glass of wine because my anxiety is through the roof. Those were the only things that I feel like were just sort of like a bummer with alcohol. But to be honest, if you're not a drinker or it's not something that's all that prevalent in your life, this one's not really that difficult. To me, it was just sort of like a darn it, it would have been fun to have a drink in this moment, but at least I don't have a hangover tomorrow morning kind of thing. Hopefully you're around good enough people that don't get like mad at you for not having a drink with them. I feel like that could be kind of silly, but I'm also like the first one to admit like I get FOMO just when I'm not doing something or I don't want to be a party pooper or something like that. Like I never want to be that person that's like, sorry, I'm on a diet. I can't have alcohol. I can't have sugar. I can't have cheat meals. But also you don't have to be like that annoying just to say no thank you and move on with your day. Now I'm going to couple no cheat meals along with sticking to a diet. Now I actually kind of thought that this is where a lot of people get really confused. It's where they kind of get a little bit stumped. But I actually appreciated that 75 hard allows you to have such a customizable diet for yourself. The point of sticking to a diet or not having cheat meals is that you are sticking to foods, eating foods that will help you reach your goals. And that's the reason that it is very broad and very vague because every single body is different. If you're somebody that does keto, for example, and you do that consistently and it is what works for you and you know that's going to be a really easy way for you to succeed in this program, then hell yes, that's your answer. That's your golden ticket. For me, I know I would probably end up cheating doing keto. Just somehow I would end up slipping up. I would end up failing. And I would just know that that wouldn't be a sustainable program for me. So I just kind of took this part of the program and made it as customizable and as broadly specific as possible. And I feel like that doesn't make much sense when I say it out loud. But let me just explain. Basically, what I chose to do was to just eat a very smart diet that consisted of whole foods. And I'm just saying this is what I chose to do for myself. By no means am I offering it as a suggestion for you to do. I'm just giving you some context here. But a smart diet, what the fuck does that mean? Basically, I know myself very well. As much as I don't want to admit it, I am a notorious snacker. And I'm not like a good snacker. Like I don't really sit down on the couch with like a bowl of celery or something. I love my chips. I obviously love my pretzels. I love my popcorn. I love my Oreos, like Oreos as a snack. That sounds quite amazing. But bottom line is that it's a whole bunch of processed crap. And if I know myself well enough, I don't have, or at least I didn't have, but before the program, enough willpower to like grab three pretzels and call it good. I would honestly want to eat the whole fucking bag every single time. 10 out of 10, I'm ready to eat the whole bag. I didn't have to be hungry. I would just do it. So... I cut all of those things out 
for myself because I knew deep down that as much as I loved those things, they really weren't helping me reach my goals. But I tried to make my eating habits as sustainable as possible because honestly, my goal was to create good eating habits beyond the program. I wanted to focus on not what I couldn't eat, but rather all of the things that I was able to eat. But I just kind of ate like whole meals. And if I wanted to have a snack, I wouldn't say, no, you're not allowed to eat. I would just choose to grab carrots or celery or an apple or something instead of grabbing a bag of chips, you know. So I was just trying to make small but significant changes to my eating habits. And I think a lot of people don't like the idea of not really having cheat meals, Um, to me, that wasn't really that big of a deal breaker. I don't really think about cheat meals all that often. I know some people like love to have big epic cheat days, although that is something I do want to do just because it sounds fun, not because I'm really interested in eating that kind of food. But in general, like I don't really get takeout that much. I barely ever eat fast food. Like I just wouldn't really have cheat meals to begin with. So that wasn't really that big of a problem for me. But if that's something that is really important to you and you love your cheat meals, I would say definitely mull this over before you do the program because I wouldn't promote restriction in any way. And again, that's not something I loved about 75 Hard. And truly, I don't know if I will do it again. And if I do, I think I would wait quite a significant amount of time because I do want to make sure that after this program, I'm ensuring that I do still have healthy eating patterns. I want to make sure I don't have any sort of restricted relationships with any sort of food group because all food should be guilt-free. And I don't really love the idea of categorizing some things as cheat meals or not. So that's just kind of my take on it. But in general, I think the eating part is really fun because you can make it as customizable to yourself as possible. If you're somebody that knows you might kind of trip up by not having a stricter schedule or menu, let's say, maybe just give yourself more set meals that you can always go back to. But for me, I just kind of tried to make everything really balanced and have a lot more vegetables. I didn't eat anything fried. I tried not to have any added sugars like in my spaghetti sauces or anything because isn't that just weird? Like why did they do that? It's just rude. So I just really tried to enjoy myself rather than restrict myself. Next is taking a picture of yourself every single day. Now, really with this, I just kind of thought about it as the discipline of the task rather than the actual task itself. A lot of times I like literally snapped the picture so quick I didn't even really look at what I looked like in the mirror, which I think is probably healthier anyways. This is my take on it, but I think that this task is included because it's just one more thing that you can add to your day every single day that is a routine. But I would say it's not even about the picture. Like it doesn't matter matter what you look like. It's just the discipline of remembering to do the same task every single day. And also I think at the end it's actually pretty cool to have a little bit of a flip book in a way because then you can look back at how far you've come. And again, it's not even about the physical benefits, but they're going to come either way. Like just because of the nature of the program, you'll end up with Kizik Hands free shoes. Motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. 
For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Probably seeing some great positive changes. Truly, it is just about the routine. It's being strict with yourself and just something else that you can accomplish every single day that you told yourself you would accomplish. Next is the requirement to read 10 pages every single day. And like I mentioned, this is not really made clear anywhere else except his podcast, but he does mention that your daily reading should be something stimulating. He legitimately says, like, don't be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. So I don't really think it matters truly what you read. I think it just kind of depends on your personality. Honestly, like don't trip up about it too much. I do think though that you should try and read something that is nonfiction if possible. I pretty much started with this one random book that I happened to have in my tiny little at-home library that my sister gave to me literally years ago and I've never picked it up until this program but it's called The Happiness Project. It was actually a pretty good place to start out with and let me just say first and foremost I'm a terrible reader. Terrible. Like I'm a smart person I guess but I have just never been a really strong reader. I just really like to process things and I'm a visual learner which I guess doesn't make sense because you're looking at the pages but I like to see things in pictures, whatever. I can't just turn the pages. I can't really skip words. I really need to process every single sentence. So it takes me a long time to read 10 pages because I really always try to be intentional with my reading, which I would challenge you to do as well. And I truly hadn't read a book, I think, since college, maybe high school, for being honest, because I kind of got to that point where school turned me off to reading, which is really sad, but it's true. Like you have to do so much reading on top of your studying, on top of your assignments. And where is their free time to do free reading? Or where is their free time to begin with? And why would you choose to read in that time? So I was glad that I kind of was challenging myself or was doing this challenge where I would have to do actual reading every single day again because I think reading is incredible for you. I think the smartest people in the world are always big readers. Like you never hear about a really smart person who's never opened a book. You know what I mean? So you don't have to go out and read like a fucking history book or something for your requirement, but do something that's going to push you a little bit. Like I mentioned, the happiness book was about this project that this woman did for an entire year where she decided to do small little things in her daily life to see if it would make her ultimately happier. And it was kind of an interesting book. I don't think it was the best book I'd ever read, but it was something that was challenging me to try and find little ways to be happier in my life, finding little things to be grateful for. And it was a good book to start with. Then I moved on to Becoming by Michelle Obama, which was one of the best books I'd ever read. I really knew only like the surface level things about Michelle. I had known a little bit about her family. Obviously, they are pretty well known here in the United States. Um, so, and I had watched the documentary, ironically, before I read the book. So I was really excited to dive into it. And it was an extremely incredible book, eye-opening on so many levels, just even beyond her personal story. She touches on a lot of important issues. And I just really love her take on a lot of things and respect the heck out of her. So really glad that I read that. Would absolutely recommend it. It's, I think, 420 pages long. So if you do the math, I was reading it for 42 days of the program. I think one day I might have read 20 pages instead of 10. That's another thing. You only have to read a minimum of 10. You could read more than 10 if you like, of course. But yeah, it took me most of the program to read 
that book alone because it was just so lengthy. But I didn't really mind. I got so attached to it that it was an exciting part of my day. I would suggest that it is something that maybe you could try starting your day out with instead of ending your day with your reading. That was just something that started to work for me and I didn't realize it until like day 60 if we're being honest. But in the beginning, I would kind of put my reading off to the very last minute. I would do it in bed. It would be like one in the morning. I'd be like half asleep trying to flip through the pages. It was just not a really good way of absorbing the reading. Like if I was really being a good reader, was I really cheating myself if I wasn't fully diving into the books? I don't know. So when I decided to start my day with the reading, I honestly think it allowed me to have just a better perspective on the whole day in general. I felt as if I was feeling like just a better fucking human being because I started my day with a book rather than Instagram. You know, I guess it's just the little things. It's the little things. And now I'm reading a book on the Enneagram, which I believe is called The Road Back to You. It is a very basic introduction to the Enneagram, which is kind of like a personality test, but a lot more in depth. Honestly, I'm probably going to be like a total Enneagram junkie by the time the book's over. I'm sure I'll want to do a whole podcast on it. I've also always wanted to do a podcast on horoscopes. So let me know if you're interested in either of those things, because those are things that I love, but I don't feel like anybody else is as into it as I am. Also, with the Enneagram, I totally thought I was a type six. Now I think I'm a type four, but also kind of a type seven, but also kind of a type two and a one. So we're really going to discover so much about me in this process. So I'll definitely update you. But yeah, 10 pages a day. That was the requirement. Hope you enjoy it. And last but not least, probably the requirement that you're most interested in, and you probably want me to shut up about reading 10 pages a day, is the workouts. Now, the workouts, I want you to just kind of like take a deep breath with before we get into this, because I feel like this is what people get really stressed about. And honestly, don't even stress about the workouts. Don't stress about them. I think for sure this is the most time consuming part of the program, because truly you're doing two 45 minute workouts per day. And at least one of these workouts needs to be outdoors. Now let's cover that part for a second. The outdoor workout. You can do whatever the heck you want with this. But for me, this was just my personal choice and I would also recommend this to anybody doing the program. My outdoor workout every single day was an outdoor walk without fail. I don't really have any sort of backyard. I don't have a balcony. I don't have any space where I could have comfortably gone and done like an actual like workout with push-ups and jump squats. That just would have been very awkward in like my local park. So I just decided straight from the get-go, my outdoor workout will be a 45-minute walk. I've seen a lot of other people do this too. I'm pretty sure even the creator does this himself. Personally, I think that this is the smartest option for a lot of reasons. The main being, you will be working out every single day for 75 days. Now, like I mentioned in the beginning, I am not a fan of this. I really don't know if I would even do the program again solely for this one reason. I don't think that I ever pushed myself past my limits negatively, but I do think that your body does need rest to recover. But that is why the walk is so imperative because you should not be doing two intensive workouts per day. That is absolutely not necessary. And frankly, it's just kind of ridiculous. Think about 75 hard as a marathon and not a sprint. There is no point in doing 
two HIIT workouts per day. There's no point in doing that. Or let's say even people who maybe typically do two a days, if you're maybe an athlete or I don't know, an athlete. Those are the only people I feel like who do two a days, two workouts per day. Most of the time they'll do maybe cardio in the morning or at night in addition to their strength training workouts. Very seldom do they actually do like two strength training workouts back to back or in the same day. It's just not healthy for your body. And even if maybe somebody is doing that type of split, they're probably training for something short term. Whatever it is, I honestly think the only way to sustainably get through these workouts is to just do a walk for one of the 45 minute workouts. It gets your outdoor requirement in. It's so good for your mind. It's so good for your body. It's just an all around really good idea. There were even some days when I did both workouts as walks because I just wanted two walks that day and it felt amazing and I had no regrets. But for the workouts in general, the idea of working out every single day is just getting past the bullshit. Pushing past the excuses, stop telling yourself that you don't have time to work out, stop telling yourself that you're going to do it later, you're going to do it later, and then, you know, life happens and then you just don't prioritize your workout, even though you told yourself hours before that you were going to do it. It's not supposed to be where you're going to push yourself that you're going to end up hurting yourself in the end, because how is that good? Where is the good in that? The point is, is that you're just not getting into the excuses. You're not listening to that kind of, I don't know, static in your head that's telling you why you shouldn't work out. Now, again, be very smart about every single thing with this program. Listen to your body, okay? The most, (laughs) the biggest tip I can give you is to focus on a workout split that works for you. This, I think, is the most important thing and one of the best things I did for myself throughout these 75 days because otherwise I don't know how I probably would have gotten through it sustainably. Give yourself a schedule for the entire week, Sunday through Saturday. And let's say it's Sunday and you want to do a run. You want to go on a run and then you also want to do your outdoor 45-minute walk. Both workouts in that case would be outdoors, which is totally fine, definitely acceptable. But those are your two workouts for the day. So you do your 45-minute run, you do a 45-minute walk. Write that down in a planner. Write that down in a notebook. Get out your phone, put it in your notes app, whatever it is, just keep track of it. Then on Tuesday, you decide you want to do a leg day. So you do your leg day. Maybe you do some strength training. Maybe you do a HIIT workout. Wednesday comes, you do your back and your biceps. Thursday comes, you do another cardio day. You want to do another run. So then you've got this good workout split going for yourself and you're giving your different muscle groups days of rest. I think that this was the only way I was able to get through this and still have fun and not resent working out in any way. I honestly thought this was going to be the part of the program I was going to have the hardest time with. But in the end, I honestly think I came out with a better relationship with working out. I just feel like I'm so capable, if that makes sense. Like I would be that person that would continually tell myself, oh, I'm going to work out later. I'm going to work out later. And then I would tell myself every excuse under the sun on why I didn't have time to work out which is just baloney because I would literally sit on the couch all day long and I just couldn't work up the willpower or the motivation to get up off the couch and actually do the workout. So yes, it was a lot working out every single day, but for the most part before the program, I would work out maybe five days a week, six days a week to begin with. So it really wasn't that bad. And a lot of times what I would do if I was just really sore or I just really wasn't feeling it, 
I would do a full yoga practice, which I think was amazing for my body. That was a really great way of just kind of giving my body quote unquote rest if I did need it. I think something that was kind of annoying was the 45 minute requirement because I personally don't believe that you need 45 minutes to get in a good workout. I've gotten in really good workouts in 30 minutes. I've gotten in really good workouts in 15 minutes. I've gotten in really good workouts in an hour and a half. Like sometimes the time to me doesn't really matter. And so I would get very fixated on the number 45, which I didn't think was the best. Like if I would go on a 30 minute run, I'd have to find some sort of 15 minute ab workout or butt workout or something. And I kind of thought that was silly. But in the end, that wasn't that big of a deal. It was just sort of annoying, I think annoying annoying (laughs) can I speak just if you're looking for examples I can share some of the things that I did I actually genuinely had to look back on what workouts I did for this program because 75 days feels so freaking long ago but I actually started out with the Chloe Ting summer shred program which again feels like it was in 2018 but I liked starting out with that program because it was very methodical. It was very routine, which was really nice when I didn't have to think about what workouts I was going to have to do for the day. It was very mindless because she gives you a schedule and you just kind of complete it. That was really good for me. And then I think moving on after I finished that, I was doing Emmy Wong's plank workout for 30 days, which was only 10 minutes. So then I would have to throw in another 35 minute workout in addition to that. So I would go on my fit plan app when I would do workouts from Melissa Alcantara. I would go on to YouTube. I would do workouts from Sydney Cummings, Lily Sabri. I would do Pamela Reif a lot. I would do Whitney Simmons at times, Rachel Goodeats, Rachel DeVoe. I mentioned her in my last podcast. She's somebody I have been so in love with lately because she posts so many great live workouts on her Instagram. It's Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L good eats like food and that's her tag on Instagram and if you look up her page she has an endless amount of live workouts I think at least like I don't know she's been doing two a week for at least like the past six months so there's plenty of free content on her page she does a lot of them with her husband so it's kind of cute because they're you know in it together and kind of suffering along with you if you will And they're usually 45 to 50 minutes long. So it's a kind of a perfect requirement for me. And it's just easy and she kind of makes them really fun too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And they always, always, always kick my butt. I know a lot of other people had asked me, like, do you count your warm-up in the 45 minutes? And to that I say, again, don't worry about the minutiae. 
Like that is so insignificant to me. I think that's when you start to set yourself up for failure, when you start to worry about those little details. Just try not to focus on like those little details and just get the workout in. For me, a lot of times the warm up would be included, but if my warm up is doing freaking high knees and butt kicks and like my heart rate is through the roof, then heck yeah, I'm already working out. Like I'm not just sitting, I don't know, like picking my nose on my phone. Like, I don't know. Just don't get too worried with those little details. It's just not that important. And I think that's when you start to doubt yourself. You start to get too into the little nitty gritty. And then you're not focusing on the big picture of getting past every single task for the day. I do have like a few, I think, overall tips that I would love to kind of share as well. I think the biggest struggle for me was honestly the time commitment of the entire program. And it's something that I feel like kind of bothered me throughout the program, but it never left my mind for the two and a half months that I was doing it. At all moments of the day, I was thinking about, did I already complete that task? How can I complete that task? At what time of the day will I get that task done? And I guess that's another part of the challenge itself is that it's something that you're constantly reminding yourself that you're committed to, which I do think is kind of a good thing, but I think in some ways I was becoming quite obsessive with it. And I really tried to focus on the bigger picture, but I would get very frustrated with just, yeah, like how much it would just consume my thoughts. And I never wanted to be like that total like party pooper where, you know, all of my friends would come over and by all of them, I mean two. So don't get all freaked out here. I would have two friends over and I wouldn't have gotten my walk in for the day. So then I would be like, is it all right if we go on a walk? And of course, everybody says yes. But like, I'm that person that's like, I'm doing this challenge. Will you do the walk with me? I don't know. Like, I just never wanted to be a nuisance, I guess. And to that, I think it could be a little bit hard because it starts to affect your social environments. But that's one of the things that Andy preaches in the podcast is that you need to have these 75 days almost for you so that in future settings, you do have willpower over social settings. Like the whole purpose of the outdoor workout, for example, is because you don't have control over the environment that is out in the wilderness. Like only God controls that. So no matter what, you have to get 45 minutes in, in the wilderness or, you know, in your local park, your local street, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's raining, if it's scorching hot, if it's cold, whatever, you still have to do it and you don't have control of the circumstances. That's kind of the resiliency part of the whole program. Like obviously be safe, be smart. If there's like a freaking thunderstorm going on or like a hurricane, don't go outside. Like let's be real here. But the idea is to not let external outside things control you that you do not have control over. Does that make sense? I will reiterate this till the dawn of time, but just be smart in everything that you're doing. Like, Don't push yourself too hard. If at any point you're just not feeling like this is something that is appropriate for you, don't do it. Like maybe make your own version of this program if you think that this is a little bit too intense. Like do everything minus the giving up alcohol. Maybe if you're like, heck no, that sounds absolutely terrible. I can do everything else but that. Then make up your own 74 day program. I don't know. I think that this is just not the end all be all. I think it was a really cool program and I'm so glad I did it. But 
I don't want you to get too caught up in the little details whatsoever because in the end, it doesn't even really matter. It's just some random challenge on the internet. Yes, it's cool. Yes, I got a lot of willpower from it. Yes, I kind of feel like a new badass woman and I totally rocked the program. But heck, it's not for everybody and that's okay. I will say a few great tips that definitely helped me in addition to the workout split because I do think that was foolproof is definitely keeping track of my days. At the very beginning of the program, I made myself like a cute little pen and paper kind of checklist because that's what works well for me. And I wanted to be able to check off every single box for the day. So I have a list labeled from day one to day 75 with six tick boxes for every single day. And I would go through and every single day if I hit them all, which think fuck I actually did then I checked the box off and it was just as easy as that Andy actually does have an app that he's created now so it's a really simple way of logging onto the app and checking off your progress for the day as well and it obviously keeps track of what day you're on instantaneously I didn't use the app just because I am kind of a pen and paper kind of gal but that's also a really easy way for somebody who's always on their phone I think that's a really smart way of doing it I think he also has a few different templates that you can print off from his website as well as on his Instagram. There's a few templates in his highlights at the top of the page. So you can go ahead and screenshot that. I've seen some people make it as their phone background screen. So it's always kind of a reminder for you. I actually wrote all six things on my mirror with like an expo marker because I look at my mirror every single day. Obviously, I had to go take my picture in the mirror. And then I would just easily remember all of the six tasks because in the beginning, I kind of forgot like, shit, what do I need to do every single day? Because they're not all of that like intuitive. You don't really remember like taking a picture like it's a part of your plan. I don't know. And then also every night before I would go to bed, I would also see the mirror and I would remember mentally in my mind, okay, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and I would feel comfortable going to sleep knowing I'd done all six things. I also just think on a real level, if you do want to do this and you're fully comfortable, you've done your research, you think it's safe for you, you've crossed off all of the prerequisites, just be real with yourself, okay? Don't cheat. Like, just don't do it. There is no point in doing this program if you're going to cheat halfway through. And I promise you, you will feel so damn good about yourself if you do not cheat. Like, oh my golly, you're going to be so proud of yourself if you get through 75 days and you know in your heart of hearts that you did this wholeheartedly. It's going to feel so much better. That's the thing. It's like, at the end of the day, this is all about you. It's all about bettering yourself, getting that really strong mentality and, you know, winning the war over yourself. And if you cheat at any point in the program, I just think that you won't achieve that same kind of rewarding feeling. So be honest with yourself because there's literally no point in cheating. You're only cheating yourself. In the end, I think it's really crazy to look back at like the first picture I took of myself on May 27th, which is wild. And I remember thinking, like, gosh, I'm just so excited for how I'm going to feel at the end of this program. Not how I'm going to look, not what I'm going to look like, but just how I'm going to feel. And I'm so proud to say how far I've come. I'm so happy to say that I've, you know, put so much, like, sweat and tears into this. I've never done such a deep dive into something before, so it feels really rewarding. And 
I just encourage you, if you're interested in doing this, to just give it a go and believe in yourself and know that if I can do it, then you absolutely can do it too. Trust me when I say that. I never thought I would be the kind of person that could do this. And here we are. In the end, I did lose a substantial amount of weight. I did lose even a substantial amount of body fat, which I think is really darn cool. I think that, again, is just sort of like a plus to the whole program. Because I think in the end, what I actually did gain was, how do I say this without being like so freaking cheesy? I feel like even though I'm still kind of bummed down by quarantine and I'm still having a lot of anxiety I feel like I'm just feeling a lot more at peace with myself. I feel a lot more balanced in my life. I feel like I'm working out for the right reasons. I'm fueling my body well. I'm making smart choices. I'm actually getting out of the house, which I actually wouldn't do if I didn't have a 45-minute outdoor workout requirement. No joke, I literally am always home now, which is so bad for my mental health. But I just feel like this was exactly what I needed for my mentality. And maybe you kind of need a recharge or a reset yourself. And maybe you're kind of in the same boat where I was. And you just weren't really doing your workouts for you. Or you were just kind of flowing through the motions. And just know that I believe in you. I absolutely do. And I know that we're nearing the end of this podcast. And I haven't done any of your questions yet. But... I I wanted to share so much about the details of the program and tips I had with you for the duration of this podcast that I think I'm going to actually make next week's episode just strictly questions. And I bet you're like, Taylor, that's so freaking annoying. Are you kidding me? You're going to make me wait another week. But I think that's probably just the best, smartest way to do this because otherwise I'm going to give you a three-hour podcast and I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not cool enough to do that. So... I think for now, this is just kind of where I want to leave it. And honestly, that might even be kind of a cool thing because next week I can look back and maybe tell you what I've done since then. If I felt like I wanted to eat all the Oreos in my cupboard or I just didn't have any interest in them anymore, I want to share all those deeds and kind of reflect on it next week. So next week, I'm so sorry to do this to you, but I will be answering all of your questions for this program. So if you didn't send in a question yet, you can DM me on Instagram at Taylor Woods with two L's, or maybe I'll put up another question poll this week, but I will make sure we do all of that next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted. I hope that this was a little bit helpful. If you're somebody that was curious about 75 hard, maybe this helped answer your questions, but I appreciate every single one of you so dang much for tuning in, listening, and just being here with me and throughout these past 75 days, I could not have done this without you. When I tell you, you are my biggest motivation. I'm absolutely not lying. I would be nowhere without you. So thank you. I love you all. And I hope you stay safe, stay positive, And I will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.